Yes, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Guess we should start the show, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Let's go. Newcastle, it's that time again. Here are your bench warmers, Sean and Storm. Hello and welcome to the bench warmers. My name is Sean, and like always, I'm joined by my good mate Matt Storky. Stork, how are you, Storky? I'm getting by, my friend. I'm getting, getting by. by. Just I'm getting by. Yeah, the football world. I'm just getting by. Yourself, mate. Same. Same, I'm just on cruise control after that. Yeah, like most fans out there, I would mm, think. Yep, anything catch your eye this week? Um, yeah, in the football world, um, Papali, I saw today, he's uh, lost the mullet. No. The mullet is gone. The Get power, out of town. The mighty power of the mullet is gone. <laughs> and he's uh, rocking the old Costa Zoo, you know, the little um, uh, like plait. Oh, a little rat's tail. Yeah, like, well, top of the head type of plate rat's tail. I don't yeah. know what you call it, but a few of the players seem to be rocking that at the moment. Mm. So Yeah, true. It's a bit yeah. popular. We'll see yeah. you rocking that or? Uh, I don't know. Maybe in the future. Maybe in Next the future. Season. <laughs> Next season, season three. We'll see, see what happens. See what happens. So, <laughs> what about yourself? Um, no, mate, I, I couldn't. Nothing caught my eye because I gouged my eyes out after that win. Mm. Uh, win that loss. That's that win. Um, see, I'm, I'm delusional. You're delirious. <laughs> delusional. Um, no, the what caught my eye was Nathan Cleary. He um, um he he's climbed up through the stands to see a, a, a fan in a wheelchair. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, that was amazing. It was a magic moment. Yeah, to have the power to do that. And that like, the young fellow will never forget that. That was awesome. Yep, yep, absolutely. And you know, there's people out there whinging that our players. You know, don't even wave as they they walk past them, and and Cleary's doing the right thing. Yeah, it was a very nice gesture. So. Mm, yep, very but, nice um, to see. Yeah, so this season the benchwarmers are powered by Painaway in 2022. Painaway is Australia's number one joint and muscle spray cream brand, available in all leading pharmacies. Talking about pain and and pain away, there's there's a lot of hurting fans again. We we again. had fans hurting after the last loss. Yes. And then we were kind of expecting this one. This I, one to me didn't hurt quite as much, I think, because I think I was saying to you, like, I was expecting it. So even yeah. though I was at the game, yeah. like, I wasn't, yeah, wasn't feeling as bad as I did the week before. Yeah, yeah. it was a mixed bag of emotions because, yeah, like you were just saying, we were expecting the loss, but expecting also probably a bit more effort. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we're, we're going to open the mailbag right up. We did it last week, yeah. and I thought it was it was my favourite part of the show last oh, week. Oh, yeah, another very heavy mailbag Yeah, and they're, they're not even so much questions. It's just people pouring their heart out and, and us saying whether we agree or disagree with said yeah. statement. So yep. we're going to jump into that. But first, we're going to jump into this week's Pain Away Match Review.
Okay, in the intro I said it was a win, but it was far, it was far from, from a win. win. <laughs> far from a win. About 48 points off. Uh, yeah, know? it made us close, close, yeah. all right? Anyway, the Newcastle Knights took on Melbourne in front of a crowd of 15,895 on Sunday at McDonald Jones Stadium. I thought the crowd, um, you know, given the circumstances, was better than last week's crowd. I was surprised how many people turned mm. up. Like, I was expecting a very, like, very small crowd, to be honest. I was maybe 10,000 pushing it, maybe? Yeah, well, if you look at the difference between last week's, what, last week's was 25,000, this was fifteen. There yeah. was probably around 10,000 screaming Eels fans yeah, true. At, at, at the other one. So I think that's probably, you know, that they're... they're there, there was some Melbourne fans around me in the stands, but there, there, was. there, there wasn't a lot. It's a bit weird for me with Melbourne fans, and I know it's going to sound weird because I shouldn't really judge them for this. You feel like they're bandwagon fans. I do. And, yeah, and no, it, I have the same feeling. It's because they've never been through the depths of what we have on the lot. Most <laughs> other clubs have. they've only been have. around for 20 years. I know. They've only known success. So yeah. I always think... When I hear them cheering, I'm like, yeah, if you're in our position, would you still be no, like, you know? I feel the same way that yeah. they're bandwagon fans. Yeah. Anyway, let's have a look at the stats. Um, Melbourne stormed home to beat the Knights. You like like that one? Oh, there Mate. you go. I said one of your best last week. You may have topped it this one. Oh, I hope so. There you go. <laughs> anyway, winning 50 to 2. Scoring nine tries and kicking seven from ten. Melbourne won the possession battle with 63% possession and had a better completion rate of 82%. You don't even want to know what ours was. <laughs> uh, I believe it was somewhere around 55%. Jeez. Melbourne ran more me- run metres with 1,703. The Knights made more errors with 13 to Melbourne's nine. And we made more tackles with 359. Now, unfortunately, with that loss combi- combined, you know, the, the last two losses we've had, 89-4. to four. Yeah. Yep. And it doesn't get any better. The Knights have not scored a try in 182 minutes of football. No. That's, that's hard. It's, it's hard. Now, the, the biggest thing was O'Brien came out and said that, you know, he, he was happy with the effort that was shown during a game. Do you, do you believe that? No, I think it was just a bit more spiel, you know, just a you know de- bit a bit of a decoy to try and you know say hey we 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 seem to be going a little <laughs> bit better, stick with us. But yeah, I don't know if I'm believing. Yeah, it at I, the I think he's getting confused with the word intent. I believe there was more intent, yeah, than effort. Like to me, there's a there's a very big in, very big difference. Like, okay, I'm going to go out there and I intend to make more tackles. I intend to make more meters, and you know, that kind of wears off and, you know, th- there's no effort to really follow through with said intention. Yeah. Now, that, that that shows last week against the Eels, not one of our forwards ran for 100 metres. 88 was the most. This week, again, only David Clemmer ran for more than 100 metres. So I don't really know where this effort is that O'Brien's coming up with. Yeah, I don't really know either, to be honest. Yeah. Just uh, surprises me, but um, I'm I actually have a couple of stats myself. Do you? I do. I'm not usually the stat man. No, man. look at me. I'm already moving on, changing my paper you are, over. So, and you know, rewind you got back. Some stats for me. Back up the bus. Here we go. The one that really stood out for me is your mm. old mate Paps. Oh yeah, Pappenhausen. What's so he done this season? Pappenhausen alone has scored 101 points. Wow. Compared to our whole Newcastle Knights team, which has only scored 90. So no. Paps has outscored our whole team. Like, I, knew, I knew he was good, but geez, okay, uh, man, it's just getting it's just getting pretty rough. Another one, um, Josh King, 
Um, uh, ran for 212 metres. Yeah, he killed it. He did. He killed yeah, it. He, he definitely killed, killed it. it. Um, Clemmer, DSAF, and JSAF, and Thompson, as a combined total, ran for 261 metres. That's just So not good. one of their players was almost as, as much as our forward pack. Yeah, but we showed better effort than the week before. Mm. 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 We were pretty bad the week before, but so <laughs> I don't know. We were. But yeah. So no, that's um, just a couple of stats I just wanted to throw in. They just jumped out at me, so no, no, I thought no. I'd throw them in there. Very good with your stats this week, Stalky. I liked it. I will. But um, uh, yeah. <laughs> another stat, well, not really a stat, but old um, Glenn Hawke. Yes. At the games. What a tough job he has. Two weeks he, in a row. Incredibly tough job. Trying to pump up the crowd. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> well, let, let me let me paint the scene, all right? He, he starts with his, his glorious, you know, we need to hear you, Newcastle. And yeah. he hasn't even finished. And the ball's gone out on the full. And I just feel like he has to taper off at the end there and, and he's just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, so Newcastle. <laughs> but it's the same with all of us. We're all sitting there and we're all hearing to the, we need to hear you, Newcastle. And the ball's just flying through the air and we're like, oh. No, that's going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, he had a little bit of help this week from one of his friends. He it was did. kids get him for free um day at the game, and he had um a little one L- of the little, little kids, mini mini yeah, mini mini MC. Yeah, doing a bit of a job there. So um, I didn't catch the little fella's name, but he no. killed it. He did a great job. I did see on the Mighty Knights page though. Um, I believe it was his mother put mm. a post up saying that. You know, this is who he was and, and did yeah. really well. And, and he had a great time, even though we got oh, smashed. Yeah. Um, like, you know, $12 but pub Nerves of steel. Oh, he did in front of all those people. Yeah, that's crikey. Killed it. Now, like, like I was saying, the, the ball went out on the full off the kickoff. When you play Melbourne, you have to do the little things right. The little yeah. things win you the game against Melbourne. Not, not the big flashy stuff. You just have to get the little one percenters right. Yeah. Like the opening kickoff. Don't kick the opening kickoff out on the full. The kickoff to start the second half. Don't just let it bounce and then just watch it go over the sideline and go, oh, uh, over the dead ball line. That like, literally it, sets up your half. <laughs> it does. And we got it, it sets wrong. up the game and the half. And we got both of them wrong. Yeah. And like... Yeah, it just really set a tone, didn't it? But um, unfortunately, you know, in a game like you said, we have to do the little things right. We just unfortunately pretty much did most of the little things wrong. Yeah, yeah. And and that, like you're saying, set the tone. We didn't touch the ball for the first 12 minutes. Well, apart yeah. from a couple of little knock-ons trying to trying to gather the ball. But we didn't, we didn't have one single tackle against us in the first 12 minutes. We made 55. Yeah, I know. I Just saw that. Chalk and cheese. I know. I saw that. And I was actually at the game thinking, hang on a second. I don't think we've touched the ball yet. You know, when you just like it clicks and you're like, hang on, we haven't had the ball yet. Yeah. That's a long time. But um, when we actually did get the ball, but we didn't really do much with no, it. So no. do you, what were your thoughts? Like, you know, one of our main play, well, our main playmaker pretty much, you know, Clifford, what were your thoughts when he got taken off, um, got a bit of the hook in the old 55th minute, I believe um, it was? Rightfully so, I believe. Yeah, 50, mm. 55th minute. Um, rightfully so. He's playing with no confidence. And you can just tell from the kickoff. The kickoff oh, that's yeah. gone out on the full, he normally sets the ball up where it's, you know, it, it's sitting up so he can get underneath it. It can do its spiral and it's hard for the opposition. But when he kicked that first one out on the full, he then just started to lean it forward like you would for a normal conversion and I'm just going to casually kick it down there and, and hope I don't kick it out on the full. Um, and that just screamed to me, 
he's got no confidence. Yeah. Absolutely you, none. You and saw his face after that. It's like... Yeah. Didn't so, he kick one out also like, during play? Like during he just play. kicked one out? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was maybe in the first 20 minutes as as well. I, I don't even know what that play was. It's like he was trying to just grubber it into it was touch. Like the, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was even on the fourth tackle. I don't even think it was the fifth. Yeah, and it, it, it wasn't going to be a 40-20. He was on maybe, I think he was around the halfway line. Yeah. And he's just absolutely drilled it like he's drilling it into touch maybe to give us a break or anything, but we didn't need a break. So I, I don't I really... confuse the commentators. Like, I think, was it Greg Alexander was one of them? And, like, it takes a bit to, you know, shut him up and crack even. He didn't know what was going on. So Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he, he came back in, what, the 70 fi- 71st minute because of yeah, you know, well, poor old Phoenix got knocked out. He would have sat off the whole game if that hadn't happened, let's yeah, be honest. So. Yeah, exactly. And then, so what, he's got nine minutes to come on and, and try and go, hey, you did the wrong thing by sitting me out. But no, even in that nine minutes, he, he didn't really come on and, and take the game. Yeah. No. Um, this week, we normally every week we normally have a Steel City key moment, Storky. Um, you and I have both agreed on that there was not one single highlight for the Knights no. this week. We, we, not we, even the two points. Not, not, not even the two points. The week before, we sat there and went, well, was it the right decision? Yeah. Um, this week, we don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on the match, Storky. Um, for me, like, you know, same old boring, you know, offense. Didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, the defense was terrible. Like, what was it? The um, Gafusi try where he beat, you know, Simi and Clifford. He had no business yep. whatsoever from that far out score on that try. Yeah. And that pretty much for me summed up our whole defense um, in that game, which was just absolutely terrible. Yeah. It was, it was like watching boys versus men or a first grade team versus a reserve grade team. It was just, there was huge difference between the two and I, I i don't want to say it but there's no leadership out there oh no none and i'm not talking about captaincy or anything like that i'm talking about play calling i'm talking about um you know when when you're in the huddle after being you've you've had 30 points scored on you and and you have one person there trying to rev up the team we 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 don't have any of that no it just seems like to me and that was a it was obvious, like a few times. It happened to JSAF, one that really stood out to me, but it's happened to a lot of the players. It feel like they get the ball and they're like, oh, just give it to someone else, expecting yeah. everybody else to do something. Yeah. And that's that's total opposite of Melbourne. Melbourne are like, everybody has the ball and everybody knows what they're doing. Everyone's everybody's doing those like, percenters. Yeah, and everybody's dangerous with the ball. Yeah. Like, they're always moving. Yeah. We were like standing there. We were, like, we were stuck in the mud. Yeah. I, I feel like I spent most of the game there in the stands with my head in my hands. Um, to me, the game made no sense. I couldn't make any sense of, of the game on our behalf. You know what I mean? I made more sense, Storky, out of the finale to the TV show Lost. Oh, well, I didn't even make it to the end of you that. You didn't show, even so. make it. It made no sense. Like, don't don't even try. But to me, that made more sense. I heard than, all the other seasons were good, though. No, yeah, no. yeah. The, <laughs> the, the first two were all right, and then, then you know, downhill from there. Kind of like our season so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but look, um, I, I can't defend uh, the team after that, I, much like our team can't defend. I can't defend the performance. I can't defend anything. I, I, I just couldn't find any positives out of that game. We're just lost. And that's it feels like we're lost and it looks like we're lost. You know, even the 
you know, sternest fan out there who, you know, always writes on, you know, you're not a real fan if you, you know, say anything negative about the team. Even deep down, those people will be thinking, what's happening? Yeah. Like, we're lost. Yeah. And it hurts. Yeah, it does. Um, so I guess we will move on to the one positive of the game. We're going to talk about our um, manshake man of the match. So let's let's get into it. One point went to David Clemmer. Two points to Brody Jones. Three points in your manshake man of the match, Kalen Ponga. Um, I felt that he did have a, a decent game. Yeah. He's gotten a lot of dirt put on him, but to, to be honest, like he had, what, two or three maybe try-saving tackles? He's Yeah, he's, he's one-on-one defences improved yeah, massively. He's getting a lot better. The turnstiles yeah. aren't there anymore, and he's actually going in and making like full-body tackles. It's yeah. nice. Now, you, you called me the stat man or the scat man, whatever you want to yeah, call stat me. Stat man. Yep. Um, Ponga made 15 runs, 140 metres, seven tackle breaks, eight tackles, and only two missed. Um, that Unfortunately, one did lead to a try. Um you know, he, he he wasn't playing his best, but like I said, he was kind of a diamond in the rough. He for cops us. a lot of unnecessary I know it's because he's our big, you know, big contracted player, he does cop a lot, but like could you honestly say at the moment with the way he's playing, if you were to take him out and put in Pappenhausen in his position, like I personally think Pappenhausen's a better player. Yeah. But we wouldn't have won that game. No. And we would still be losing. No. We could have Pappenhausen in Ponga's position and it would I still make don't think we even would have difference. scored a try. Yeah, we had Pappenhausen. He's you just need those players around him, and like he isn't playing the best he can, but he needs the other players around him to play well. Yeah, to play his best. Like you're saying, five of our forwards, or however many it was, you know, basically did the same job as Josh King. It's hard for a half or a fullback to do anything off the back of that. So it is very yeah. hard. So okay, so that's enough of the review. Yeah, I've had about that. Only a short one this week. So. Okay, let's look at the NRL ladder. Mm, so the NRL ladder brought to you by the Cambridge. At the end of round eight, the Panthers are still on top. Storm, Cowboys and Sharks are the top four. Eels, Rabbitohs, Roosters and the Sea Eagles round out the top eight. Broncos, Dragons, Warriors, Titans, Tigers, Raiders, Bulldogs and our beloved Newcastle Knights are in 16th. We moved uh, from 14th, slid down, to 16th. Only thing I can think of is emotional damage. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I could think of is because, you know, after round two, we were sitting up in, in first, believe it or not. Oh. I, know, I know it's only two rounds. Um, but, yeah, we've gone from first to 16th. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, we can't slide any further. Yeah, well, we've gone from the, you know, what, penthouse to the pavement. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. We, you know, we, we can't slide any further. It just, you know, depends how long now that we... Sit in sixteen four. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's let's look forward. I don't want to look back any further. Um, let's cross to Lincoln and see what the latest news is in our nighted news, sponsored by Sid Fox. Hey, Link. How are you, mate? Yeah, good boys. Good boys, yourselves. All right. What do you got for us this week? Oh, I'll give you one guess, boys. Injuries. Bloody injury stick. Injuries, mate. Plenty of them to talk about. Um, yes. Look, this one. This one's a, uh, a doozy, boys. Yeah. Hurt man. Now, we knew he was a late omission from the side. We didn't really get any details as to why, but Bit of a training mishap, guys. I tell you what, we just have the worst luck. Um, Kurt Mann, during training, he's actually stood on a, a player's foot, 
um, rolled it pretty bad and actually suffered a bit of ligament damage in that ankle. Of course. <laughs> so he's going to be sidelined for multiple weeks. So, um, yeah, certainly not great news losing our lock forward in mm. a bit of form. So Cracky. Someone's now like another one, a big something. name. Look, the next guy, uh, big news with um, a new halves pairing this week. Adam Kloon. Now, look, it's no surprise. All the listeners, you can tell Adam's pretty much been running around on one leg. Mm. We do know he has a PCL um, issue going on with his knee. He opted not having surgery, basically, um, because we really didn't have anyone else to back up. He sort of taken it upon himself not to have surgery. If he was to have surgery, he's looking between that six to nine week period, which would absolutely be a huge um, yeah. chunk of the season he's gone. So, and we've only signed look, him for one year too, haven't yeah. we? So that's, mm. yeah. Yeah, not good news, is it? So I really don't, there's been no details as to what he is planning to do. If it's maybe a week or two off to try and get it a little bit better or they're going to bite the bullet and just get surgery. Um, not too sure on that one, so a bit of a mm, wait and see. With that'll that be case. interesting. Uh, yeah, it will be. So, look, another one, guys. Sawaso Su, we know he, he tried to put his head in the wrong place against probably the biggest bloke in rugby league, and Asafa Solomona. Um, so, look, he's been admitted this week. Clearly, he's probably not uh, past his HIA, as anyone would, trying to tackle that man. Yeah. Um, so, look, another, another one off the roster now. Uh, coaching you got and coaching news. Um, you know, when it comes down to losing six straight, there's always going to be buzz around the coach. Um, certainly know all the buzz on social media at the moment is Adam O'Brien. Mm. Now, uh, Phil Gardner, the CEO, has come out backing Adam O'Brien, saying he's the man for the job. He will get us out of this. Um, but I will remind you guys, um, back in July of 2019, he said the exact same things about Nathan Brown and a month later, look what happened. Not so. matter. <laughs> yeah. Mm. History right. repeating, hey? Yeah. Maybe. Well, I don't think he's going to come out and um, bag him, is he? But, yeah, well, that's true. But, <laughs> boys, that's it for me this week. Sorry, no more good news as usual. Hopefully, I can uh, get you to get to deliver some good news next week. Yeah, fing- so. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Anyway, mate, thank you very much for that. No worries, boys. Talk soon. Thanks, mate. All right. Time for um time time to look forward, Storky. Let's go to this week's Lambton Park match preview. All right, that's another interesting night of news. Um, Didn't uh, Link look uh, very debonair tonight? Yeah, he's looking a bit, you know, spiffy. It's very, very spiffy. I thought you were going to say stiffy. I was like, <laughs> we can only see him from the waist up, Sean. <laughs> Mate, I have my sources, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Link. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, moving on. 
Let's have a look at this week's Round 9 clash against the third place Cowboys at 7.35pm. Very precise timing, 7.35. Yeah. Don't start it at 34. Yeah. Or 36 and you're going to be late. Yeah, exactly. Um, this Saturday at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. The game will be live on Foxtel and KO. All right, let's have a look at the Newcastle Knights lineup for Round 9. A few changes. At fullback and captain Kalen Ponga, Edric Lee and Dominic Young on the wing. Chuala and Best in the centres at 5'8", Tex Hoy and Phoenix Crossland at fullback, uh, halfback, sorry. David Clemmer and Daniel Safidi in the front row. Frizzell and Fitzgibbon in the second row and Leo Thompson at lock. Jack Johns, Jacob Safidi, Matt Croker and Pasami Sulo on the bench. Couple of bloody changes, <laughs> mate. When you um, messaged, you messaged like sent this to me earlier. The team list. I thought you were joking, Remember mate. I, was, I, I thought the Knights were joking when they first put. Not saying it's a bad team list. No, no. But um, I just saw the halves and I just thought, oh, here we go. Sean's jammed me up here. And I think I messaged <laughs> you back and said, "No, nah, this is serious or what?" <laughs> so, mate, um, yeah. So Young's back. Yeah, that's we, good. We have our towering wingers that we wanted to see. Yeah, and the Express has changed tracks. He's mm. um, gone into the centre, so um, I'm a bit concerned about that, to be if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, as much as a fan as I am of, of Tuala, I'm not a fan of him in the centres. And his defence isn't one of his strong points? No. So usually, you know, yeah, his defence is left a bit wanted there in, in the in the centres. Hoy yeah. at 5'8". I have yeah. a sneaky suspicion... That we'll see a bit of a switcheroo. I said it a couple of weeks ago on the yeah. show that I'd like to see it. I think we might see a switcheroo between Hoy and Ponga. I have a feeling Maybe. Ponga will head into the halves and Hoy will start at fullback. I do believe that Hoy um, tore it up last week in the halves um, in yeah, New South Wales Cup. Mm, so. I, I did hear that as well. Um, Fitzy's back. Oh, no, mate. He's one of the heart. I've always said it. He's one of the big heart. Big hearts of our club. You only have one heart, but he's, yeah, he's a big yeah. part of that heart. Um, <laughs> he so it's going to be good to have him back. Yeah, he may be that leader we need. Is 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 he a leader? Is he going to be that voice know. in the middle of the huddle saying, "Come on, let's let's fire up you"? Cats. I have seen him. He's a you know he's a passionate man. I have he's seen him. Very passionate man. You know? um, and a, a, another one, Piffian is is being brought onto the extended bench. Yeah. Will we see a bit of a, a, a switch later in the week? Because I'm, as far as I'm aware, Piffian isn't training with the NRL side um, up until up until this point. Okay. Um, yeah, I have I have a feeling that maybe he's you know given a week until the game day of the game where we might see a bit of a switch between Piffian mm-hmm. and Crossland maybe. Seeing though there is a few like switcheroos in the team, do you think it's only a matter of time at this point until Milford's? You know, cleared to play that were it's a foregone conclusion. We're probably going to see him in the halves. Oh, the the way it's going, I wouldn't be surprised if round eleven he's allowed to come back. That he slots straight in. Yeah, I'm you know, the, that way. There was debate earlier on in the year of oh, do we even really need him? And then we changed our tune to yeah, okay, yeah, we do. Yeah. Now it's a debate of you know, does he come in on the you know utility type role or does he slot straight into the halves? And I think he slots. Straight into the halves myself. Yeah, I think we need to at the moment. Mm. Now, North Queensland beat the Eels 35-4 to last week. And obviously, we got towed up by the Eels, what was it, 39-2. to Yeah. How does it make you feel that they've just beaten the Eels 35-4? to Well, I'm a little bit concerned. And to be honest, I'm a little bit concerned now even more so after the team list. But let me tell you this. We beat the Tigers. Yep. The Tigers beat the Eels. Yep. 
The Cowboys beat the Eels. Yep. Now, mathematically, that means nothing. So, <laughs> I think we're in trouble. <laughs> I'm sitting here, and I was kind of, you know, I was going on a bit of a wild ride there with you. you you're building me up, and then you just, I kind of just slid back down the hill. I wanted it to, you know, feel like our season. <laughs> I just built you up. Yeah. And, and yeah. then just let me down. Let me down. Now, look, I have about as much confidence as I did last week, and... Viewers would know last week I had no confidence. See, I had a bit of a spark this week. We were talking about it and I had a bit of that spark. I was like, hey, they're, they're not Melbourne. Mm, I was trying to put that spark out. You were. You were <laughs> peeing all over that spark. But it's, um, you know, but now I'm not too sure after seeing the team list. Just... I'm, I'm a little bit the opposite. I've seen the team list and thought, you know, young people really trying to just put their mark on the game, they might they might surprise Yeah, you think us. they're going to want it more? Like, um, yeah. you know, they're going to come in, the halves, and I was surprised at Crossland, actually, because let's be fair, he hasn't been playing that great. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're you know, supporters of, of yeah, Crossland on this bloke. podcast, and, and yeah, I was, I was surprised to yeah. see him named where he was. Um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, I... I don't know. I'm I'm not feeling not much confident. confidence at no. all. But yep. uh, at the end of the day, where do you see the Knights winning and losing this one, um, mate? I've got a, I've got a massive list <laughs> of where I see the Knights losing this one. Is there 17, 17 dots on yep. this one? Um, inexperienced bench. You yeah. know, we 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 have Pasami and Maddie Maddie Crocker and. Um, you know the lot, the likes of those guys on the bench. We <laughs> so were going to say Matty Crookle then. I was like, <laughs> Matty Crookle. "Whoa, we are digging deep." Well, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Matty Crookle goes on the bench. <laughs> no, like we we do have a, a bench of Jack Johns, Jacob Safidi, Matt Crook, uh, Matt, Crook, <laughs> Matt Croker, and Basami. Sure you're not telling us something here. You got the inside <laughs> solo. Um, it, it is a very inexperienced bench. Um, yeah, un- unfortunately, I can't see us winning winning this one. I've like I just said, I've lost all confidence. Yeah. I, I hope the team has some some confidence going into oh, this one. They've been getting bashed a lot. You'd want to hope they at least, you know, try to try to come back and, you know, get a bit of pride back. But I didn't realise, I'll send you out, I didn't realise the Cowboys were third. Like I know yeah. we talked about the latter earlier, but before we did the show, they kind of snuck under the radar for me, even when I've been doing my tips, which is maybe explain why I'm going so bad <laughs> in my tips. But I very rarely pick the Cowboys. I'm like, oh, they can beat the Cowboys. Yeah. And then I look and they're bloody third. And I'm like, oh, we could be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, here. they're kind of reminding me of that 2019 Canberra Raiders side. They they went under the radar until they ended up in the grand final. So, yeah. Well, they yeah. were right down the bottom last year, the Cowboys. Yeah. So yeah. I think no. I even had them as um, right down close to the spoon this year. But so, something's anyway. turned around. But I was saying before that I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Ponga go into the halves and then Piffian come into the team and Crossland out. But if, if that doesn't happen, that's a huge test for, for Hoy and Crossland. Yeah. Huge, yeah, huge test. And like you said, but hopefully they, you know, take it and run with it. Like Crossland has had his chance in there before, you know, a couple of times. Yeah, didn't really capitalize on. He's had a couple of good games, which has surprised us in yeah, that position. Yeah, last but year he surprised us a couple of times when he was thrown yeah. into the halves. So. Where Hoy, um, I think Hoy's been there before, hasn't he? But it's not. I don't think it's been for a full game. I think yeah. it's more he's just been moved into I, that I position. Th- I think so. he was kind of at fullback, and then someone may have went down in the halves. Yeah, and he's, he's slotted into that position. But hopefully he grabs it and runs with it. Yep. All right, let's have a look. You know, this is this is always a scary part when I go back through history and look at our last 10 games <laughs> yeah. against them. In our last 10 appearances with the Cowboys, we have won four from 10. 
but have outscored them 218 to 204. The average scoreline being Newcastle 21, Cowboys 20. But I know I've just built us up a little bit there to say you know, we've scored more. Um, we have not beaten the Cowboys in Townsville since round two in 2015, where we beat them 16 points to 14. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm <laughs> saying there's a, a point zero 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 one. We don't tend to go very well against the uh, against the Queensland clubs, do we? Not really, no. We don't we don't And they're just about to add a bloody another one next season. We, we so. don't we don't fly well. I don't think we really traditionally do well in New Zealand. We don't we definitely don't do well in, 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 um, Melbourne. in Melbourne. I don't think we do that well when we get on a plane. Yeah, maybe, maybe a few of the guys are scared of flying, you know, carried into the game. Mm. Yeah, you know, maybe um, it's the lack of Sid Fogs. Maybe there you go, mm. you know, repping the Sid Fogs. Yeah. Um, repping someone else, Kingdom. Um, Kingdom Wrestling, the key matchup this week. Yep. So we'll look at the Battle of the Wingers this week, Edric Lee versus Kyle Feld. Yeah, it's a, it's a scary matchup. Um, I, I've always rated Kyle Felt when, when we needed a, a winger and he was kind of on the outer with the Cowboys at some stage. I was really hoping that, that we went for him. Yeah. Last week he scored a hat-trick. Yeah, he got the hat-trick. He was killing it last week. Yeah, absolutely killed it last week. Yeah. So, you know, Eddie, Eddie is good in defence. He does run up and stop. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like someone's going to go, Eddie's not good in defence and find a video of he does come in a little make bit make me eat my words let's be honest we're guilty of that on both sides so. yeah yeah so I, I feel Eddie's got to have a huge game yeah. I don't feel he has yet either since coming back I don't feel he's had that this is my position I've been out for a year putting the big Eddie stamp on it yeah. I'm back I, I've I seen, don't feel he's had that I've yet I've seen a lot of head down from Eddie around mm. you know around in the back play just a lot of head down. Like I don't know if he's yeah. not enjoying football at the moment, or there's no confidence, or oh, yeah. I, I don't know what's what's going on with Eddie. Anyway, let's move on to the Bay Hotel Punt Club, and let's have a look at our top five uh, in the tipping comp. We're nowhere near the top five. Mm. In first place, John Nolan with 49 points. In second place, Brody Gambrel with 47 points. In third place, Riley Collins with 45 and a margin of 83. In fourth place, and also on 45 points, but with a margin of 85, Joshua Gallagher. Also on 45 points, but with a margin of 89. Rounding out the top five, Jason Mueller. Storky, you actually went up this week. You went from 52nd. To 48th. Little engine that could, my friend. I'm just puffing, puffing away, <laughs> getting back up that hill. You know, two people at a time. I don't know. I'm probably going to run out of rounds Mate, before I get back up there. But you, You're doing well. You you were 53rd moved up. I was 54th. Um, sorry, you were 52nd and moved up. I was 53rd right behind you. I've gone down. I've gone from 53rd And you put your 54th. tips in this week too. So and I go. put my tips in. Maybe I just shouldn't put my tips in. Mm. I don't mm. know. Maybe the bold that's, strategy there. Yeah, anyway, let's have a look at our tips this week. Um, no surprises, really. I feel like it's a very cut and, cut and dry cut and dry round this, round one, this round. Yep, we've all tipped the same teams. You and I have tipped the same teams. It's the we've, first time this has happened, actually. It is the first time. Yep, we've taken Souths over the Broncos, Bulldogs over the Raiders, which is the upset, but... I feel like the faders, the faders are fading hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Panthers to beat the Eels. Manly over the Tigers. Roosters over the Titans. We have tipped against us again this week. Yeah, it's hard. I hate doing it, but... 
It is hard. Uh, we've tipped the Cowboys at home. Melbourne over the Dragons and the Sharks to beat the Warriors. I'm guessing most people would have would have tipped that this week. Yeah, I reckon most people's tips would be the same. Like you'd get a few people. You know, you're hoping that you know may pick the Knights, hoping for a win. Yep. But you know, it is what it is at the it, moment. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. But um, let's have a look at our punk club predictions. Okay. For this week, so I might go first this week. Yeah, go for um, it. You know, been chucking it over to you, but let's um let's have a look here. So I'm looking at Edric Lee. Anytime try scorer. Yep, you know. you're looking at him to win the battle. Hoping he'll bounce back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm um, a uh, cold felt. I'm going for a double. Ah, so you, you're going so I'm for not picking him. Yeah, to, yeah, you're going for Eddie to score the first, but then well, anytime. Oh, anytime. Yeah, anytime. So he's going to get over the line, but yeah, it's not going to be not the as first. many as not as not many as, many as, as felt. <laughs> yeah, uh, best is going to be our first try scorer. So ah, yeah, well, first try scorer for the game. So give us that little bit of hope, and then see how that goes. I yeah. like it. I like it. Um, unfortunately, I've gone... All Cowboys? All, all Cowboys. Uh, first try scorer, I've gone Kyle Felt. Um, anytime try scorer, I've gone Scott Drinkwater. And Cowboys to win with a margin of 13 plus. Well, see. There yep. you go. So it's not going to be that close, hey? No, I, I, I don't think so. All right. I was saying before how we've really thrown open our mailbag this week. Let's jump into it with our Mark Hughes Foundation fan mail. Stalky, very full mailbag this week. This week, so was, many questions. Um, I, I feel like I, th- I think we ended up with about fifty. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of people, and everybody has their opinion, and everybody wants to be heard, which is great. Yeah, mate. I, I, I think we probably could have had a show just of, just of answering the, the, the mail, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, but we've narrowed it down to ten, which we, we normally run with three or four. So, like I said, we've we've really opened it up. We, you guys are hurting. We wanna, we wanna know. How are you feeling? Yeah. All right, so first bit of mail is from David Stenland. Stenland. Sitting there today watching how Justin Olam runs the ball versus Bradman best, and they are worlds apart with the latter never getting in a position to make a decent run unless someone else sets it up. The Twins have zero passion for the game. The captain is more interested in off-field stuff, and the effort is noticeable. It's not really more of a question. It's more of a statement and a rant than anything. Yep. But, um, you know, that's all fine. We like, you know, reading those out because it's how you feel. Yep. Um, as far as, Brad, you know, agreeing and not agreeing, um, I think Bradman best, you know, when he's used properly, you know, he's very dangerous. But he, I think he has to go looking for the ball a little bit more. Yeah. He seems to, like you said here, which I agree with, he does tend to stand off a little bit and wait for yep. someone to make something happen for him. I think he maybe needs to go after it a little bit more. Um, something going on with the Twins. I don't oh, know what's yeah, going on there. Absolutely. You can't go from, like I said last week, from possible um, being selected for New South Wales and a former rep, New South Wales rep to like what they are now. Mm. Like there's something's going on there. Uh, and the Ponga thing, I don't know. I, I do feel like it's a bit unfair what he's copying at the moment, to be honest. You know, he does obviously have obligations. Like we talked about the donut thing last week and yeah. he shouldn't be doing it, but... End of the day, he does have obligations. He has to fulfill for the club contractually as far as doing things for the community. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It is a good thing. Yes, it's frustrating for us fans because we just want – just focus yeah. on the footy. Yeah. But it, – It's yeah. just 
the the, the off field stuff just comes at the wrong time. But you can't yeah. sometimes you can't pick a time. Yeah, you and know, like imagine Ponga, like he'd be out there giving donuts, thinking, "Oh, someone's going to walk past and give it to me." Yeah, like, exactly. You know. It can't be easy for him. And you know the just Nolan Bradman best thing. I put it down to Olam was, um, you know, he was, he was he was eighteen. He was back in Papua New Guinea. Um, he didn't really think he was going to get a life in rugby league. Melbourne Storm come calling, and since then he he's never looked back. He still has the passion that oh, if if I don't play well, I'm going to just end up back at home in the bush. I don't know. I'm not saying he lives at, lives in the yeah. bush, um, but you know. Um, you, you, you get what I'm trying to say yeah. is, is he understands where he's come from to yeah. where, where he is now. And I just feel like Bradman Best is maybe a little privileged in, in, in that well, sense that, that he's just come through the ranks. Next thing you know, everyone's touting him as, as the Bradman. Um, yeah, I, the beast. It was just a bit unfair on him as well because he it, like had all this is. chucked on him and then, yeah. then he's someone that the other teams obviously watch. Yeah. So they studied film on him and a lot of them shut him down now. Yeah. And and Melbourne, they make a star out of anyone. Like Josh yeah. King, um, yeah. Nick Nick Meany. They'll, they'll, they'll turn an 18-year-old from Papua New Guinea from a, a nobody into a yeah. star. You send uh, bloody Super Hubert down to Melbourne and he's pushing for the you know New South Wales side. <laughs> Give him yeah. a couple of seasons. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so and, and and with the twins, they're just not consistent enough. Yeah, and I don't know whether whether that's got something to do with, um, you know, is Daniel upset that he lost the captaincy or I I don't know. I'm not going to look into it. Yeah, too too much. But I I just feel like there's a a lack of consistency from 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 yeah. the twins. Okay, moving on to our next question, Luke Ford. I don't think it's Adam O'Brien. It's when you pay uh, players a million a year who don't deserve it. The rest of the players are putting in the same or more work than Kaylin and are getting a lot less money. If the Knights were dominating the comp, then money talks. But you can't justify paying a bloke a million a year when the team gets 80-odd points put on them in two weeks. It's a, it's a tricky situation, the old professional sport, where... Mm. Um, whether it's rugby league, NFL, NBA, whatever, most salaries are out in the public or, you know, a ballpark, a ballpark it, yeah. figure. Um, whereas, you know, if you just have a, a general job for some electrical company, you don't know who the bloke next to you yeah. is, is earning. You, you don't know his salary. You probably don't want to know. They try and keep it that way a lot of times. They, so. they, they keep it confidential because they know you're going to get a place where you go, well, hang on, if, if he's on more money than me and I do more than him, yeah, like it, it just creates a storm. Definitely. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. sport's a tricky, tricky situation. Um, they, they, they just need to understand that, some players will be on more money than you. And like we always say, it's the outside stuff as well. Ponga yeah. brings in sponsors. Ponga yeah. brings in, you know, um, Ponga's eyes. the face of Newcastle. He is the face of the club. So yeah. he's going to get more than, say, someone else who's putting... Like, for example, just say um, just say Clifford's putting in just as much effort. And, you know, he probably is. Yeah. Maybe not at the moment, but maybe a bad example. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's putting in a life... He's not going to be getting as much as Ponga because he's not doing these... He's not the face of the club. So... Yeah. 
that's where a lot of this money comes from. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't, not saying that Luke's wrong here, but um, a lot of people don't see that side of it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people, not saying, once again, not saying that Luke doesn't do this, but some people just need to just stop, think, and then react. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's easy to bash Pong. It, it, it is. Um, he's, he's the scapegoat at the moment. All right, so let's move on to Ian Thomas. We want to find out why the team isn't connecting. Seems like a coaching itch issue. AOB is not a first-grade quality coach. We have the roster. Obviously, it's a coaching issue. This is a real tough one. Mm. It's a real tough one for me. And I'll make this analogy. Like... um. If I'm a painter and I'm I can give you a paintbrush, I can give you the paint, I can give you the canvas, and I can show you how to paint a pretty duck. And if your duck comes out looking like a dinosaur, then hey, it's my fault because I'm the one teaching you how to draw it. What's wrong with my dinosaur? But if you <laughs> drop the brush or knock over the canvas trying to paint it, that's not my fault. I can't control that. Yeah. So in saying that, it's it's a lot. It's hard to say yes, it's all O'Brien because mm. there have to be effort by the players as well. The players um, can't just throw the towel in because they're not happy with O'Brien because it's costing them things like, look at Safidi like we were talking about. Daniel, players get paid a lot more money to play in origin. Why would he just go, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just not feeling it with O'Brien. I'm just not going to play well. He's yep. given up his origin position. He's giving up money. He's giving up more potential money moving forward because he can demand more from the club being an origin player. Mm. So a lot of it comes down to the players putting more effort in as well. Um, in saying that, you know, O'Brien does have to lift their spirits and get the group firing on all cylinders. But just to blame O'Brien, O'Brien um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit unfair. Um, I... I 100% agree with you. Um, especially if you're just saying that the team's not connecting. Like, there, there, there's a few questions I have when you say the team's not connecting. Are they not connecting as in, you know, mates off the field? Are they yeah. not connecting as in communication on the field? What, what do you mean by, you know, the team isn't connecting? When, when someone says to me the team isn't connecting, I think of relationship-wise. Yeah. You know, no, no one's friends, no one's buddies. O'Brien's not out there with a don't have fun rule. Like, we, remember when Mitch Pierce first signed with the club? There was all these posts about them being out on, you know, boats out on the lake together. Yeah. And, and you know, them out at dinner together and stuff like that. There was, there was a lot of posts like that on Instagram. And it was, oh, look how close our team is. Um, you don't see a lot of that these days. Yeah. But I can tell you that's probably not O'Brien's fault. No, and like could, end of the day, it, it could have something to do with COVID. Could have something to do with, I don't know, rules within the team. I, 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 I don't know. But to sit there and say the team's not connecting, it's obviously a coaching coaching issue. I think that's a, it's a fair stretch. Yeah, and like you have to be on the same. Like you don't have to be the best friends with someone you work with. You know, you don't even have to like them, but you yeah. got to have the same goal at the end of the day, and. The, the fans out there are really split at the moment. A lot of them are blaming the coach. You know, a lot of them are blaming the players. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when a boat sinks, do you blame the boat or do you blame the water? Mm. Like you can blame both and you're not going to be wrong. And the only issue with when you want to use a, a, a boat analogy is the captain's got to go to, uh, the captain's got to go down with the ship, doesn't he? And yeah. unfortunately, that is where everyone's directing their hate towards AOB and Kalen Ponga. Yeah. Okay, that was a good one, actually. 
Um, okay, so on to the next one. Julie Antidormi. In Antidormi? Sorry if that's yeah, wrong. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, I'm interested to know the thinking around naming Pong a captain this year. I think it's just 100% um, Braley's injured. Mm. I, I feel like if Braley wasn't injured, he, he'd be the captain. We miss Braley so much. Just that direction. So that yep. direct, like how many yep. times do we go the wrong direction on the last play and get tackled with the ball or something silly like that? Yeah. People do not realise how much we oh, miss Braley. He, he's so underrated in our side. Um, but anyway, back 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 to the question. Um, I feel like a lot of it had to do with the re-signing of Kalen Ponga. Mm. I feel like we were like, oh, if, if you sign with us, we'll we'll make you captain. We'll we'll give you this. We'll send you down the road to do give out free donuts. Um, <laughs> let's just keep some for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah, I, I I believe that if Braley was fit right now, he would be captain. Not Ponga. I don't... It feels weird. It feels like I think you're 100% correct. I think they said, let's just give Ponga everything we can to get him to stay. I don't even know if Ponga would have put his hand up and said, I definitely want to be captain right now. It feels like something they just gave him. Yeah. Um, I think he will be the captain one day, and mm. I think he's going to be a bloody good captain one day. Yeah. But yeah, there's no need for him to be captain now. Yeah. So, and like we have said, you know, I'd rather have a clamour or... You know, someone like Gags, someone like that. Yep, yep. No, exactly. All right, so let's move. This, this is a good one. I do I do like this one. I actually know this next person. He's a huge Eels fan, so the fact he's listening yeah. to Night's podcast. Yep. Shout and out, Dave. Good bloke. Yep. I, I had a feeling he was a, one of your mates. Mm. Um, so Dave Swaddling. Swaddling? Yeah, we'll run with that. What is it? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's it. That's I, it? I okay. just call him Dave. Oh, just Davo. All right. So, Davo, uh, when Hayne was at Parramatta from the period 2009 onwards, the team had a just chuck it to Hayne mentality because he was the wonder kid with the fanfare, media attention, and hoo-ha that went with the name Hayne. Looking in from the outside, as you said, he is a Parramatta supporter, I see similar things with Ponga. What are your thoughts? 100%. And you saw what happened to Hayne, the pressure and everything that he was Mm. under, and he was always the one you'd hear about in the... Play, you know, fans were flogging him when maybe, you know, a little bit harshly. But, um, yeah, I definitely see the similarities there. Yep. I definitely see that. Um, it just feels like nobody wants to take action and do, like I said earlier, you know, it feels like they're just going, where's Ponga, you know, waiting for him to do something where it wasn't, didn't feel like that in the first two games. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely see, um, yeah. definitely see that. Yep, I can see it. Um, only difference is, is I think, you know, Hayne in his prime – was better than what we've seen from Kalen, yeah. At the moment, um, I, I think I think Kalen will get past Hayne yeah, eventually. I, on, has on, nowhere on the near field. his potential yet. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that. So. He's what twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, uh, probably won't hit his peak until twenty seven, twenty eight. I think that's roughly the age. I think um, Tedesco's around twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. So he he's still got. Probably the length of the contract he just signed before he really starts kicking into his best football. Yeah. Um, all I hope for is is Ponga doesn't. I know he's he's already a little bit cocky. He is Kalen Ponga, like he can afford to be a little bit cocky. We saw the interview. I know it was blowing up on Fox. The interview after the game where he was said he wasn't going to have a talk to the team. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. And he I had did. a bit of a laugh yeah. and stuff, but um, I think it was taken out of context a little bit. I think that's who Ponga is. Yeah. Like, 
you can't really have a go at someone. Like, I know there's responsibilities when you're captain. You have to stand up and you have to do things a certain way. But I think that's just how he's um, he takes on the world. I think that's just, you know, how he deals with things. You can't really blame the bloke for that. But yeah. It can look really bad at times. Yeah, well, you know, like his, his tattoo on his arm says, keep it cool. I feel like that's his that's his thought process. You, you can yeah. see it. Someone will ask him a question like, oh, the, you know, you, you just lost 50 to 2. What are you going to go and say to, say to the boys? And he kind of has that bit of a laugh. And you can see it all over his face. He's, he's processing, oh, yeah, shit, I do have to go and speak to the boys after that. And, and he's just like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. he probably hasn't even thought about it yet because that's – Galen is just – Yeah, I can't see him walking in there and, you know, doing a – Imagine if Joey walked in there after, a, you know, 50 to 2. Like, I'm sure he isn't, you know, walking in there, you know, with good vibes. Yeah. You know, he's probably getting probably all... steel city cans flying the around the guards, change rooms. All the leftover mouth guards out and he's throwing them all at everybody. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, okay, so next one, Rod Hawkins. Can we please get someone to interview Mitch Barnett? Why did he want out so bad? Josh King ran for over 200 metres today. Tells you that O'Brien can't coach or has no idea. Um, firstly, we'd love to have Mitch Barnett on the show. Yeah. I, I think he'd Hook be... it up. Anyone out there that's close to him, Benchies yep. would love to speak to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think that's the difference between Adam O'Brien and uh, Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy... I, I said this on last week's show, I'm pretty sure, that, that Craig Bellamy had... And I said it a little bit earlier on this one. Craig Bellamy has the ability to get the best out of his players. Yeah. You know, he, he could take he could probably take someone who's never played rugby league before in their life, wouldn't even know what a rugby league ball looks like, mm. and turn him into, you know, a grand final winning halfback or something. That that just seems to be what yeah. Bellamy and the and the, the storm system does. So when you sit there and say, you know, Josh King ran for over two hundred meters, he never did that at the Knights, O'Brien has no idea. <sighs> I, I can see why people would have that thought process. I, yeah. I, can, I can see that. It's up to O'Brien to get the best out of his players. It's up to O'Brien to know what one player is good at and what he's not good at compared yeah. to the, the, the player next to him. And and, and, and King, King is thriving in his own position and yeah. the, the guidance of a, of a Bellamy. Um that that's that's all I can put it down for. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that O'Brien has no idea. He's got more idea than me. Yeah, he has a much better football, you know, brain than I do. So I'm not going to sit there and say O'Brien has no idea. Yeah, and people like King are tools. Like, and what I <laughs> what I mean by that, I know it sounds weird. What I mean is like he's happy to go down into the Bellamy system and say, Kingy, I want you to do this. You do it. Yeah. And he's happy to do that, and he's paying, you know he's reaping the rewards for that now. But I think, as far as Barnett's concerned, I don't think he was. I get the vibe he's not happy that he's now coming off the bench, or he was coming off the bench. Yeah, I get the vibe he wasn't too happy with that. I know that um he really liked being coached under Brownie because he is a, Brownie he's a big was fan of Brownie, and Brownie was high on Barnett. Yeah, so you know if you've had that, and then you're not you're getting coming off the bench now, maybe you're not feeling you're not getting the yeah you know, you're, you're in the front row rotation. Yeah, you feel you're not getting the respect you're after. Then maybe why wouldn't you you know maybe look at that old coach? But yep. um. Yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on that. Yep, all right. Alex Williams, I don't think KP should be captain. He doesn't seem to be the leader we need and laughs at everything in the press conference. We've 
kind of yeah we kind of almost it. went into that before yeah. but um yeah like i said before i'll just you know reiterate um it's his personality yeah i know it rubs people the wrong way and i'm not gonna lie it does rub me a little bit the wrong oh, way too especially when you're hurting as well yeah but i think that's just how he deals with things yeah you know some people like you see on some tv shows people you know in bad situations laugh and everyone's like why are they laughing and they're laughing oh no, this is how i deal with things it's just the way you know it's his personality you can't yep. really judge him on his personality i mean saying that like i said before certain things you know there is responsibilities when you're captain i would prefer someone like a clemmer if you were to ask me who would you put as captain my number one pick after thinking about it would be clemmer i just yep. think he has that drive he has that passion He's going to get up you if you know, you've seen it. You've seen him go up to players after the game a few weeks ago, you know, and and um, I think there was another one at, towards the end of the Melbourne game. He went up to somebody or something. I can't remember what it was and looked like he had fire in his eyes towards him. So, yeah, that or a Gags. Gags would be a good one for me or Frizzell. Yep, yep. Um, I, I've, I've stopped watching press conferences, to be, be completely honest. If someone's like, oh, did you see the press conference? Ponga did this. It's... No, I, I, I stopped watching a while ago because mainly because of O'Brien. Um, he, he's, he's pretty much the same in every press conference. Whether we win or lose, he's the whole, oh, excuse this, excuse that. Um, I thought the boy showed effort. and it, it, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just feel that he's he, O'Brien's press conferences are very copy-paste. Yeah. Um, so when when you say yeah ponga ponga laughs at everything we've already said that's the way he seems to process something yeah um yeah i i'd i'd like to see brayley in that situation i i think i think brayley would do do well i don't think yeah. we've had a a decent captain since Piercy was here yeah um Piercy yeah so what you want about Piercy. at least he was you know that captain he you know yeah he was up with the ref if there was ever any issues and straight on to things so yeah yeah exactly um, but, um, yeah, so we've got the one more. Is that, um, that's my question, isn't it? It is your one? question, Stalking. Okay, so we've got Lewis Millington Blazy. That's a pretty cool name. Mm. Um, uh, what is going on behind closed doors? KP doesn't talk to the team. He isn't directing the defensive line and only in handful of plays. AOB is obviously capable of forming players. Look at Kurt Mann in 13. So there is a huge breakdown between Adam O'Brien and the players or KP and the players. Even with Pierce's controversy last year, the boys still stuck together and played more than one out, five tackles and a bomb. If it's the players out of form, Adam O'Brien needs to make a statement and drop them. Mm. Um, th- there's some connections between these these questions. Like that one was a bit of, you know, KP and, and the team not connecting. and, and yeah. we're, 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 I'm seeing a bit of a pattern. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's everyone's talking about at the moment? Yeah, you know, just exactly. varying levels and yeah. Now, if you want, if you want to talk Mitchell Pierce, like I just said, Pierce was a natural born leader. Mm. He was very from a very young age. He, he was a natural born leader. Um, Ponga's not there yet. I think he will be, but he's not there yet. Um, and and Pierce, he showed it so many times throughout his career. He was in the bad spotlight, whether it was. Yeah. Um, a girl in a yellow dress, whether it was the dog situation, whether it was the um, thing that blew up between him and, and Fitzy and, and yeah. the stuff at Texting the start stuff, of the yeah. other season. Yep. Um, he's been through multiple bad spotlights, but he still knew how to lead a team in that moment. Yeah. And that, that to me just shows a leader who's has all this weight on their back because of off-field drama, but they lead up front. 
when the game's on the line. We did have a good winning percentage with Pierce. Um, yeah, so I don't know. To me, there's a, there's a, a a big difference between Pierce and Ponga. And when you want to sit there and say, you know, the 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 one out stuff and the the bombs, everyone was complaining about that when Pierce was here as well. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. That's everyone 100%. was like, oh, that's all Pierce does is is puts up bombs. It's it's something we've 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 done for a while, and you know. To me, there may be miscommunication. I, I don't know between Ponga and the rest of the team. There, there, there might be. It's so hard, but because they spend what? How many times do they train a week? Or like this is the stuff you sort out at training, like yeah. Unless it's personal stuff, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there may be miscommunication. Remember, a few weeks ago on the show, I was saying, "Oh, why didn't we challenge a play?" And it's because Ponga was thirty meters back and kind of had no idea what was going on anyway, and he who he was the captain. Um, there, there, there may be some miscommunication there, but Ponga might also have in the back of his mind that I'm just holding this position for Brayley. You mm. never, you never know. Brayley could be still at training, calling a lot of the shots, yeah. and then say, "Right, Ponga, that's what these are the shots you have to call during the game." And then Brayley kind of takes over th- throughout the week. You, you 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 don't really know. None of us are at training every day, no. hanging out with the team. So, and that's what I was um like. That was actually probably the answer. I was going to ask you a question quickly. I was going to say, where does this end? Mm. Like, I was talking to my brother about it on the way home from the game the other day. Like, what does Ponga do? Like, does Ponga say, look, like give up the captaincy and say, look, no, give it to someone else? Yeah. Or does he hang on to it and then people blame him for hanging on to it? But then if he does give it up, people are going to blame him as well for giving up, saying, oh, you didn't, you know, you don't take it seriously. The bloke can't win, really. Yeah. And so maybe he is just holding on for it, you know. Um, Like you said, until um, Bailey comes back. Um, Brayley, sorry, not Bailey. Another injury. Yeah. Um, But speaking of injuries, we do have so many injuries at the moment Mm. as well. So Yeah, well, there's like nine or something. Yeah, which which we haven't mentioned this whole time we've been talking about this. And no one or hardly anyone in any of the questions has mentioned this either. Our injuries list is huge at the moment. Yeah. Which obviously, and I know, you know, it's frustrating when O'Brien mentions it at press conferences, but it's true. Yeah. You know, it is one of those things, but... Mm. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Um, more amazing, well, not really questions, but just mail. Well, hopefully just, we've just answered them truthfully. Like, it is hard, like like everybody else out there, you know, it's some things aren't black and white. Some things, you know, we can't give 100% this because it's there's so many ups and downs. Yeah, there, exactly. And, and not one of the, well, maybe a couple were, but none of them were really black and white questions. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you make of the new away jersey type Type of questions, it's yeah. A lot of it's just no, not know, the questions yeah. we normally get. It's, it's all, it's, yeah, jersey questions. We love that. Yeah, bring on it, the jersey questions. It's very hard on your sleeve. This is my opinion. Yeah, on it. Um, do you feel the same way? Yeah, and we've got opinions thing, just like all you guys out there. This is just yeah. our opinion on uh, it. You may not agree with it. Um, you may agree with it. So yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we're we're fans, just just like everyone else. So. You know, where we're taking your frustra- frustration on board yeah, just through this it. mail and, and hopefully hopefully we're giving you the same frustration that you're giving us. Um, anyway, let's move on. The 2022 Mark Hughes beanies have been revealed, um, as you can see behind us here. Uh, the Mark Hughes Foundation are sending us some to show you, uh, hopefully before release. They still haven't Sweet. come into the uh, into the country yet. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have them and we'll be able to show off some beanies. 
Yeah, very nice. Mm. Um, that brings us to the end of the show. Yeah, as always, you know, we say if you haven't um, liked us on Facebook, go ahead and do that. Um, Instagram, you know, give us a follow. YouTube, subscribe because then you you get updated. Click in the little bell, little ding dong. Um, click here. <laughs> likes that ding dong um <laughs> so click on the ding dong and you'll get um notified um also spotify killing it at the moment oh yeah you know it's yeah. really it's it's Massive. great thank you very go much on, for everyone out there yeah the jumping spotify. on that we, we really appreciate it it's doing better than we even ever thought it would this season so yeah it's awesome um but yeah just keep an eye out for the show as you know drops every wednesday um audio version spotify three o'clock yep drops early for your drive home and the normal show where you get to see us. Mm, us pretty faces. Yeah, six o'clock on a Wednesday night. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's us again. That's that that's that's it for another week. Thank you very much for joining me, Storky. No worries. Hopefully next week's um hopefully we can pull something out or oh. at least be at least be competitive because I've I don't almost know. forgotten what it's like to talk about a win. I know, I don't want to have to keep talking about all this negative stuff, but it has to be done. Yep, has to be done. Anyway, don't just have a good night. Have a Newcastle night. Like brothers in arms, we're more than a team. And the heart of a city, we wear on our sleeves. For the red and the blue, till the end we will fight. Sing long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights. For the red and the blue till the end we will fight singing long live the newcastle knights <laughs>